Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. When your Bible's to the Gospel of Luke, two places, Luke chapter 11 and Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 18. You know, sometimes, sometimes things just don't go your way. Sometimes, no matter what your plans are, no matter what you've prayed about, no matter what you've prayed for, no matter how much preparation you have laid out, some things just don't go your way. What do you do when nothing seems to be going your way? When you're trying to start from scratch and you're trying to do what you believe God wants you to do, and you're in the Word, and you're in prayer, and you're trying to listen to what God says, and you're attending worship, and you're doing all the things that preachers tell you you ought to be doing. And yet things just don't seem to fall into place. What do you do? Well, the Bible has some very clear answers for what we are to do when things don't go right. And Part of that answer is found in two separate stories Jesus told in the Gospel of Luke, chapters 11 and then chapter 18. So I want us to look, first of all, at Luke chapter 11. We'll begin with verse number 5 and go through verse 8, and then we'll skip to chapter 18. First of all, Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you had a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and you say, Friend... Lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up. And give you as much as you need. And you skip to chapter 18, beginning with verse 1, and he tells another story that pretty much teaches the same lesson. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, sometimes we read your word And if we're not careful, we're going to miss the fact that you told things that were laughed at. 
If we're not careful, we're going to look at your word with such wrinkled up eyebrows and sober looks on our faces that we forget that you told stories. In fact, that was your way of preaching. And those stories often were weird, unusual. In those stories, you highlighted people that we wouldn't have highlighted, but you did because you had a point to make. And the unusual way that you told a story caused people to listen whether they wanted to or not. God, help us to hear what you are saying to us in these two stories. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I love reading the quotes of famous people. Uh, It's not hard. Uh, Those of you who are uh, savvy with research, internet and otherwise, you know that it is not hard to find volumes of quotations from people talking about a whole range of subjects. One of the subjects about which it is extremely easy to find volumes upon volumes of quotes about is the subject of success and how to attain it. It is also not hard to note what most people claim to be the secret of success. Believe it or not, most people who are either famous or are quote-unquote experts in the field of success do not believe that education is the key to success. Nor do they believe that intelligence is the key to success. Nor do they believe that it is natural abilities to be the key to success, although those can, uh, those can contribute to it. They are not the keys, the main key to success, according to most people who ought to know. So what is it that they say is the key to attaining success in life, whether it is spiritual success and accomplishing God's plan for your life, or if it is occupational success or relationship success? What is the key. Well, let's take a few moments and let's look at what some famous people, they may not all be famous to us, but what some famous people said and see if by listening to them we can get some idea what is the key to attaining success. Let's go through some quotes, okay? Let's walk through some quotes. The first quote is by a guy named Woody Hayes. Those of you who are big in college football, you know that Woody Hayes was a college football coach for all of his career. He spent uh, most of his college football career uh, coaching Ohio State. We'll forgive him for that for now. His quote is this. He says, there's nothing in this world that comes easy. There are a lot of people who aren't going to bother to win. We learn in football to get up and go once more. Woody Hayes knew that his players were going to go out there on the field, and more often than they would like, they're going to be knocked down. But he would always teach them that the secret to winning is to not to be knocked down, but once you get knocked down, to get back up over and over and over again. Can we learn from Woody Hayes what is the key to success? There is a Scottish theologian by the name of George Matheson, I should say there was one, and he said this, we conquer by continuing. We conquer by continuing. When I saw the word continuing, I was reminded of how often in the New Testament especially, there are certain 
uh, commandments or instructions that are given to us using verbs that are continuous action verbs. For instance, you remember when talking about prayer, Jesus said that you are to seek and you, you are to ask, seek, and knock. He said, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door shall be open unto you. When you and I study the Greek language that underlines, uh, underlies the translation into English, we find that the words ask, seek, and knock are literally continuous action. That is, they are participle verbs and they are commandment. They are imperative participle verbs. So basically what Jesus is saying is this. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and don't ever stop knocking. And if you keep on asking, you will receive. And if you keep on seeking, you will find. And if you keep on knocking, you will have the door open to you. George Matheson would agree with Jesus when he says, we conquer by continuing. Anna Pavlova was one of the most uh, popular and famous ballerinas in Russia. Her dances were were the work of art, just watching her. And she said this. Of course, she was talking about dancing, but what she said could apply to any area. To tend unfailingly, unflinchingly towards a goal is the secret of success. Samuel Johnson was an English author over in Europe, and he says this. Great works are performed not by strength, but by perseverance. The keeping on, keeping on of perseverance. Someone said this, Henry Ward Beecher, a pastor in the 18th century here in America, he said this, he says, any man can work when every stroke of his hands brings down the fruit rattling from the tree. But to labor in season and out of season under every discouragement, that requires a heroism that is transcendent. And of course, he's speaking uh, of the the agricultural picture of going out to a fruit tree and grabbing the limbs and shaking them so that the the fruit falls from the limbs down to the ground so you can pick them up. He says it's easy to pull the limbs back and forth without stopping while the fruit is falling. But when it's when it's not in season or when the when the fruit doesn't want to fall or when the tree is a little bit too high to reach or when the limbs are a little bit more stubborn than some other limbs are Then's the time when it's keeping on, keeping on that that reaps rewards. Josh Billings was a 19th century American humorist. The only reason we don't know much more about him is because he was overshadowed by another 19th century humorist by the name of Samuel Clemens, later known as Mark Twain. But Josh Billings was number two, and he said this. He says, be like a postage stamp. Stick to one thing until you get there. That's my favorite one of all the ones we have here. Stick to one thing until you get there. Charles Kettering was an American inventor and engineer. Spent uh, a career working at General Motors. He is the one who, he patented hundreds, literally hundreds of inventions. One of the inventions he patented was the electronic ignition that goes in every one of our automobiles. If you cranked up a car to get here tonight, you owe a debt to Charles Kettering. Charles Kettering said this, he says, keep on going, and the chances are that you will stumble onto something, perhaps when you are least expecting it. I never heard of anyone ever stumbling on something sitting down. An anonymous person said this, in the game of life, nothing is less important than the score at halftime.
You don't stop. Johann von Goethe, a German writer who was also an artist, a biologist, and a theoretical physicist. They had more time to do stuff way back then. He said this, he says, In the realm of ideas, everything depends on enthusiasm. But in the real world, all rests on perseverance. Keeping on, keeping on. Again, someone uh, whose name is unknown said this, Don't be discouraged. It's often the last key in the bunch that opens the lock. I could have written that. I could have written that. I wish I had owned that statement because I could have written that. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great Baptist English pastor in England, in London, England in the 1800s, said this. He says, it was by perseverance that the snails reached the ark. It was by not giving up. In these wonderful passages from Luke, Jesus tells two stories. One of them is of a person who has unexpected guests arrive in the middle of the night. He has no extra food in his cupboard or in his fridge to give them. And so he puts on uh, some appropriate clothes and he goes to his neighbor's house in the middle of the night and he wakes up his neighbor and he asks him for food. We uh, hardly ever do that today, but I can remember as a boy. We didn't go and we'd ask a whole lot of food, but I, I, I live, we, our neighbors were close and our neighbors were family. And I don't know how many times my mother would send me across the road, Jimmy, go over to Sandra's and ask her if you can borrow a cup of sugar. How many of you have ever done that? Raise your hand. And most of us are older than, uh, than the ones who haven't had that experience. This fella ha- goes to his neighbor and he asks for food because he doesn't have anybody for any food for his unexpected guests. Now his neighbor first refuses. He says, no, I'm not going to give you this food. My children and I are in the bed. We're asleep. You see, what he did, what he, what he should have done was called him in advance and, and give him time to make a pot of coffee before he went out there. Oh, well. But then Jesus said this. And it's a weird statement, I think. He says, even though this man will not rise up and give you this food because of your friendship. See, I would think that'd be the very reason why he'd give it to him. Jesus said, even though he won't rise up and give you this food because of your friendship, he will give it to you because of your audacity. I love the word audacity. I like to say it in Southern, audacity. I just love, I'm going to say the audacity. I love it. I love it. I'm going to start saying it more. <laughs> audacity. It takes audacity for people to show up. Okay. What audacity means right there is, <laughs> what audacity means there is, he says, because that you keep coming at him, you keep asking him and you don't give up. It's not that he's rude. It's not that this guy was necessarily pushy, but he wouldn't give up. I've got to have something for my family. I've got to have something for my friends who come unexpectedly. Jesus said, because of his audacity, he will give you the food. It's a story about persistence, about perseverance. And then you have the story in Luke chapter 18. It's a second story. It's several chapters later, but it teaches us pretty much the same thing. In fact, Luke tells us why Jesus told the story Before he even relates Jesus telling the story, he says in verse 1 of chapter 18, Then Jesus told his disciples this parable, which is a story, for the purpose of showing them that they should always pray and, here it is, not give up. 
So Luke shoots it all out of the wad right there at the beginning. I mean, uh, he ought to just tell the story and let us figure that out, right? No, he goes ahead and tells us because he knows that there are folks like me who are hard of hearing and don't get stuff. And then he says this. He says, in a certain town there was a judge. This judge was some kind of fella. He didn't fear God. He didn't care what people thought. Didn't matter to him. And there was this woman, a widow. Her husband was dead. And quite often this woman would come into this judge's courtroom and say, grant me justice against my adversary. I don't know what her adversary had done to her, but it was bad enough that she kept coming back to this judge. You've got to grant me justice. You have to make things right. You have to give me a vengeance on my adversary, my enemy. For some time, Jesus says this judge refused. But finally, he got to thinking to himself. This is an interesting thinking to himself that you find right here. He said this, even though I don't fear God, and even though I don't care what people think, yet, because this woman keeps bothering me, I'm going to see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. In other words, you know what he's saying? She is driving me insane. This woman has audacity. But then listen to what Jesus says. He lifts up as an example this unjust judge. He says, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Now, Jesus is not suggesting that we badger people. Jesus is not suggesting that we badger God. Jesus is not suggesting that we be pushy or that we be arrogant or that we be obnoxious or that we be annoying or that we be offensive. He's not suggesting that even though this story could very easily lend itself to that. He's simply teaching one simple truth. And that is that the key to success in your life Wherever you are, wherever God has put you right this moment, the key to success outside of God's grace is that you never, ever give up. You see, these two stories tell us what to do when it seems that nothing is going right. And here's what you do. When nothing is going right, you keep on going. That is persevere. Now, there is a rare exception. And that exception is this. If in the course of doing something or pursuing something, you discover along the way that what you are doing is wrong or what you're pursuing is wrong, or maybe that you are pursuing the wrong thing, then by all means, don't keep on going in the wrong direction. Stop, make a course correction, correct your path, and then keep on going. Winston Churchill gave a long speech to Parliament during the darkest days of World War II. There is much about that speech that we do not remember. Oh, it's recorded, but nobody's memorized it. But there's one short exclamatory statement that he made that people quote over and over and over again. In the darkest days of World War II, he looked at his parliament parliament, and he said, never, 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 never give up. Let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, where it, whether it is prayer or Bible study or witnessing or worshiping or fasting or giving or just listening for you or if it's fellowshipping with loved ones or if it is reaching out and serving those in need, whatever it is you've called us to do, and whatever situation you have placed us in, whether it is in uh, Palmetto, Georgia, or if it's in Babylon in captivity, Lord, help us, no matter what it looks like around us, help us to never give up. Help us as individuals, as families, as marriages, as young people, as senior adults, as a church, to never, ever give up if we are fully convinced we're doing what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.